welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. Uh, we're just two regular guys trying to tell you the best things there is to know in gaming from week to week, <laughs> and we have just wrestled in the new year. It is what? Is it January 4th or 5th? 5th. It's the 5th. January 5th, yeah. Um, this will probably upload on the 6th, but um, yeah, it's a brand new year. I'm your host, Josiah. I skipped that part. And And um, if you're new to the show, welcome to the show. Um, we've been gaining a lot of viewers, um, listeners, I mean, every episode that we put out. Um, so just um, sit back and relax and um, put on your uh, listening shoes and <laughs> get ready <laughs> your for Your listening it. shoes. Your listening shoes. Yes. It's the ones with the the really good uh, holes for your ear canals, basically. Yes. And uh, we're going to keep it real and talk about video games. Um, we start off the show talking about games that we played this week. I actually thought that I didn't play any new games this week, but then I forgot that... <laughs> oops, I forgot. This is actually funny because I said forgot. I forgot that I played the game Forgotten Anne, and um, I had bought this game probably six months ago on some sort of sale or something. Um, I kept meaning to play it, but I finally started it uh, this last week, and it has a ridiculously cool art style. Um, there's been other games that I've seen that try to capture the idea of you playing a anime, basically. So it looks like a Japanese animated cartoon. Yeah. And when you're playing, it still looks like that. This is the most authentic that I've ever seen. It's so seamless. When you move, it looks like the character is moving exactly when you start, stops moving exactly when you stop, and it's fully 2D animated, side-scrolling, and it looks great. I've seen other games try to do this, and this is just a really impressive game from that standpoint where it goes in and out of cutscenes, and you don't even know when the cutscene starts because it's the same animation. And it's not like the greatest animation I've ever seen, but it's a really impressive game in the sense of it feels like you're actually controlling a show. And I think that's really cool. Um, other games, like, you can describe it as that. But this one's like, like, it's basically what I always imagined it could be. And it's right there where it should be. It's crazy. Um, it's made by um, Throughline Games. And I believe this is their first game. It is distributed by Square Enix. But this is the first game of the studio, and it's really impressive for this company. Um, that's crazy. It's got 9 out of 10 on Steam. But um, it's a really cool game, side-scroller, just basically a bunch of puzzles. But if you enjoy uh, anime, basically, I would really hi- highly recommend this game because it's like you're just playing a show. It's crazy. Um, a lot of it reminds me of Spirited Away, the film. It has a lot of... Uh, callbacks to um basically basically the story is set within a world of forgotten items so there's a bunch of talking chairs and guns and basically any type of item and that's kind of how it's set up and it's a really cool idea and world and you basically just absorb it immediately so uh, I have not played very much of it. I probably will play more of it this week, but it's a really cool game, and I really recommend it. Very cool. 
Did you play Very anything cool. this week? No, actually, I didn't. Uh, stayed with the uh, old tried and trues. Um, I am going to be. Um, yeah. Yeah, I am going to be downloading uh, GTA Five again, and uh, I didn't really get into it too much. I played for a couple of months, but uh, I'm going to be downloading it on Xbox and uh, having some fun with that. So, yeah, cool. that's really about it. Just playing the same old stuff: Overwatch, Modern Warfare. I did do my first placement match in Overwatch today. They just started season twenty. It's crazy oh, the game. I'll have to jump. I'll, I'll have to jump in on that tonight. Yeah. Um, do some placements. Um. Yeah. I think that's it. I'm tr- I think there must have been something else I played, but I just don't remember what it is. Maybe I'll talk about it next week. Um, right on. But that's as far. That's really all I have for games that we played this week. Um, uh, if you have nothing more to add. Um, just jump right into the news let's let's get to the news man oh yeah it's time for the news bitch okay so first in news is not not completely news. Um, we already heard back in August that Telltale was back. Um, basically, WB bought what was left of Telltale to try to like salvage the company. Um, and in order to stay afloat, Telltale has sold a bunch of other IPs that they had uh, rights to make games out of. Um we don't really know everything that they've sold, but the only things that they have confirmed that they currently are working on is Wolf Among Us 2 and a new Batman game. Now, yeah, that may just be because WB owns them. So, like, that means they already own the rights to those two intellectual properties. But um, we already know that they're not going to make any more um, Walking Dead games because Skybound um, finished up that game when... Uh, Telltale went under, <laughs> and the, no one was really even sure if that game was going to be finished. But Skybound set, stepped in and finished that game out, and they are already expressing interest in making more games in the the uh, Walking Dead Telltale series, basically, just under Skybound's name. So Telltale is working on Wolf Among Us 2, which is really cool. I really enjoyed the first game. Um but what is interesting to note is the news that just came out was they said that they were going to develop every episode at once and then release them episodically. So beforehand, Telltale had a very bad business model, which actually came to bite them in the ass at the end. Yeah. But what it was was that they released episodes of the series episodically. So you would probably get about three to four hours of gameplay for each episode. They weren't very long, but every um, three to four months, a new episode would come out. In about a year, the game's five episodes would be out, and then it would be packaged as a complete season, basically. Um, But what what happened behind the scenes was what we did not know, for the most part, was that they would develop the episodes one at a time, meaning when they released that first episode, they had not even started on episode four or five. They may have been doing some pre-planning for two and three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just like bare bones. Basically they would do one episode at a time, 
Meaning I actually, I've played all the Telltale games except for the Minecraft series. Mm-hmm. But um, I would notice in some of those that the quality would be up and down between episodes. And exactly. I used to think it was just me. I used to think like maybe some people just like other episodes better than another one. But the fact that they did not make it all at once was very evident. It's an extremely poor business tell. model. Yeah. It, it right. doing, it's, it, doing it piece by piece is just a bad way to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it feels like something that's crowdfunded. Yeah, making people buy the full season before it comes out, and then you start making episodes two through five. That's such a risky <laughs> thing to do with people's money, because you've already accepted their money, yes. and now you have to present a product. And there were some series, as I believe, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Those episodes took a long time to come out, and. Um, Basically, what happened was when Telltale went under, Walking Dead only had two episodes out. So episodes three through five, no one knew if they were going to make them. And at the same time, you couldn't get your money back if you bought the full season like with the first episode. So um, that's just something that they (laughs) basically bit them in the ass at the end. But um WB has announced that the new model for Telltale is they would completely finish the game and then they would make them available for purchase at different times to still have that type of episodic release feel. And I think that's a lot better, but there are some people arguing that they want all the episodes released initially too. They don't want it all just made at once. They also want it all purchasable at once. So, um, I, I'll, I'll take one win. I don't need both to be a win. <laughs> yeah. But um, I understand the frustration of some people that want to play it all. Um, because I played most of them all at once because I would buy them after they've already been out for a while. The only ones that I played episodically as they came out were like the second Batman and um, the, new walk, the last Walking Dead one. Um, yeah. But what was funny about those is I think I did appreciate the games more when I played them months apart. I think that had a better feeling um, because it's it's like binge watching a TV show. Um, I prefer when it gives you a little bit of time to recover between each episode because it makes it the experience last longer, you know. Um, but that that is a funny concept to talk about because if if Telltale is releasing these episodically. There are the the pro people that want things that are episodical all at once, the Netflix crowd basically. <laughs> um, the, some people disagree with what Disney is doing with Disney Plus with The Mandalorian. For example, The Mandalorian released an episode every week even though it was on streaming. So all those episodes were done. But I think they made the smart decision to release The Mandalorian one week at a time because – that increased how much time people were talking about the show. And I think Netflix has kicked themselves in the... Am I going to keep saying bite themselves in the ass? Kick themselves in the shoe. Because to be honest, when Netflix has like a viral TV show where everyone's talking about it, people talk about it for tops a week. And then it's like fades into obscurity. But then you take a show like Game of Thrones that was on HBO... Those episodes, you had to wait a week between them, and it made people talk about Game of Thrones for months, you know? Yeah. And I I think the same thing could be argued that 
the Telltale model, if it's an episodic story-based adventure, maybe it should still be released separately. Because I think that allows people to keep talking about it and it keeps coming back up in conversation. For example, when I was talking about Life is Strange Season 2, I thought I finished the game before I actually finished it. That made me talk about the game twice. That same type of effect, I think, will actually help something that is basically your basically you're controlling a show type genre game. Yeah. I think that type of game can benefit from releasing episodically rather than just counting on everyone to talk about it for a week, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But that's just my two cents about that. I didn't mean for that to get such a big topic, but do you hear what I'm saying on that? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think it's, I mean, they're, they're making a smart move. Uh, yeah you know, with how they're, how they're actually doing it this time. It's, it's a lot better than, yeah. Yeah. They've, the thing was they were overextending themselves before and they were getting very lazy. Exactly. And that's what can happen. And you, if you, let's say, you know, look at, uh, let's take for instance, you know, the Lord of the Rings series, right? They did that all at once. You know what I'm saying? And released it in three different parts. It, you lose your mojo or you lose your vibe <laughs> when you stop doing things. You know what I mean? So Right. If if Lord of the Rings was released in theaters as a nine-hour film, they would not only cut their revenue down by two-thirds, yeah. but the amount of time that the movie would take to play in the theaters would then cut it down another two-thirds well, because you, you wouldn't have enough screen. But I'm not meaning, uh, like, I'm not saying release it all at once. I'm saying making it all at <laughs> once and then releasing yeah. it in segments. You know, yeah, it just makes sense to me because you're going to have that really cool game that's going to come out the way you want it to. And let's face it, The Wolf Among Us is, that series is a, that it's kind of a, uh, uh, what is that, uh, like those dime store uh crime novels you used to get back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Right. That came out, you know, like you said, episodically. So that's that's how it, sh- it should be. I mean, it's just the way the game is made anyway. It doesn't make sense to release it all in bulk. It makes sense that it seems like you're getting a new story every month like you're collecting comic books, you know. In this case, it's every three or four months. But still, it's a cool way to do right. it. And I think if they make the whole thing like you're saying, make all the episodes like they announced, it could end up being an epic game. Right. It also makes sure that you keep the quality over the entire thing. Exactly. Because I think they often were making the quality go up and down between episodes where the last episode would always be the best episode because you could tell that they knew where the idea of the story was supposed to end. Yeah. So they had a really good last episode. But then always episode three and four would be like, here's us killing time until the fifth episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because they had to do five, you know. So it's one of yeah. those things where if they'd made two good of story full episodes one and two and they'd already released that, well, then they can't stretch those ideas out into three and four yeah. because they still have to get to the end, <laughs> which is in five. So um, I think it would be better on the game's quality standpoint yes. to make it all at once for sure. I agree. But I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Wh- hopefully they also start working with a new engine because one of the common complaints about Telltale at the end was that they were still using basically the same engine that they were using about 10 years before on their first game. <laughs> so that's how lazy they were with yeah. how they were just putting together a game that was basically a carbon copy of 
the previous thing were just with new IPs and new dialogue. So exactly, um, it'll I think be cool Wolf to Among see what Us, happens. Right, Wolf Among Us Two needs to show off like a new engine would be great. Yeah, because then it would be like, then it, you would like know from the ads that oh, this is a different Telltale. This is like a game changer, you know. <laughs> Yeah, because I think all, even their fans were probably burnt out on the fact that the games started to feel the same. You know, you don't but, want a um, bunch of fans that are going to say, OK, great. This is the same old crap that we got 10 years ago. You want to pique their interest. You want to bring them back. So that's probably something that they actually are thinking about. I wouldn't put it past them. Right. And I don't think WB would have um, acquired Telltale already past bankruptcy to just try to revive its few fans that they had. Yeah. Before, they obviously would want the product to actually be able to reach a larger audience. So you'd want to bring something new to the game for sure. Agreed. Yep. Okay. Well, that's all I have to say about Telltale. Um, <laughs> I do. I mean, I can't say that I don't like Telltale games because obviously I've played all of them. <laughs> but um, they're really good games and I am glad to see them back. And Wolf Among Us is one of their best games. So it is cool to see that they're pursuing that even though they've lost the rights to walking dead, which to be honest, I think they made enough walking dead games. I think they should stop anyway. Um, my next thing in news is, um, Phil Spencer, our good boy at, uh, Xbox, um, did an interview with windows central and he talked about basically the meetings he had with Microsoft when the Xbox one had such a bad launch and um, basically what happened was the conversation turned into um, maybe Xbox should get out of the hardware business. Maybe they should go be a little bit more towards um, experience and services and stuff. And Phil Spencer said in this interview that he argued back with them that um, they needed to stay in the game and that the number one thing that they needed to do after having such a bad launch was go out and buy Minecraft. And of course that's what they did. They bought it for a couple of billion dollars or something stupid. Um, <laughs> so they went out and bought Minecraft and to, to be honest, Xbox is in a lot better place right now than they were at launch. Um, lots of things have been improved. Their whole um, outlook on what games are is way better. Um, and just the overall attitude of the company, I think is in a really great spot right now. Yeah. And I think they really have Phil Spencer to thank for that. Um, he really did a really good job at getting this company that was on top in the previous generation that had a terrible launch. He turned it around and made something that's actually profitable currently. Cause they've talked about how good uh, game pass has been. And, um, that's really the thing that they're putting all their chips into right now. Yeah. But um, he was describing about how when he bought, when he convinced them to buy Minecraft, that PlayStation gave them a call basically and asked if they were not going to be able to have Minecraft on PlayStation anymore. And he said that he was just like, oh, no, of course not. Um, like, why would I take a game away from people that are playing it? You know? And there was just, he was describing it as like a turning point for this new idea of, if people want to play something, you have to give it to them, basically. Yeah. Give them another angle. Because um, 
what this article turned into was talking about how Hellblade 2 is not only going to be a launch title f- for the Series X, but it will also be on PC. So it's they're yeah. not forcing you to buy an Xbox Series X. If you are really anti Xbox, you can still buy it on PC. You know, yeah. So it is a I mean, it is a Microsoft exclusive, but it's still going to be available on a PC if you just you know don't want to buy an Xbox, which is yeah. really cool. And um, I, I I don't know. I'm really liking Phil Spencer more and more this last fall. They've had a really good 2018 as far as what they've been doing um, basically in the world and their whole outlook on gaming. This whole um, inclusion idea is really cool. And not to get mm-hmm. cheesy or anything, but they, they're always pushing the boundaries of basically this attitude that anyone should be able to game and that everyone should be treated the way that they want to be treated basically. You yeah. Know? And it's you're seeing very- that everywhere, by the way, you're seeing it in, in all, several different companies are starting to make sure that if you want to game, they're going to find a way for you to do it. Right. And I mean, you take Xbox with their adaptive controller thing. They put a lot of work into that adaptive controller. Razor. Very. Yeah. For a very small. Um, yeah portion of their users you know what i'm saying like razor razor even did the same thing dude they have a i saw it earlier today on facebook uh believe it or not and they uh a, a kid who's been battling cancer since he was 11 years old and he lost his right arm so they sent mm-hmm. him they sent him things that were adapted and also things that were made already for a left hand and this kid is able to play again you know what i'm saying right. and not just uh, console stuff, but also PC stuff. So it's, you're seeing it everywhere, man. And I think it's, it's awesome to see. It's a, it's what we needed to be doing a long time ago. I think that gaming could change a lot of people's attitudes and just make, uh, you know, public in general, more inclusive. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and I do understand that a lot of people are probably be quick to write off all of these things as just a PR move to make your company look better. But, I do believe that a lot of the people that are actually doing the work yes. are doing it for very good reasons from their hearts. Yes. And I think that's what's cool about it because, yes, on the surface, it makes your company look really good if you're helping out unfortunate people and then telling other people to do the same. Yeah. But they still had to hire people to do those things. And those people probably gave up jobs doing other things to work on These something projects. else. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So. I mean, yeah, it's their job to build these these uh, peripherals <laughs> yeah, but, or whatever. But at the same time, you you know that the quality they're putting into them and the way that they're making them so that they're adjusted for the needs of specific people, it, that isn't just a mechanic that you just do. That's something that you do with a lot of thought, and right. you know, you do with a lot of of uh, you know, um, you know, a reverie. I mean, you you. <laughs> reverence you <laughs> Why know are you're getting just, so deep this i, I just podcast? Well, i don't know i just think that the whole thing about the inclusiveness <laughs> thing dude is what got us but i think it's a yeah. it's a great thing we're seeing we're seeing a change in the gaming world right let's and leave I it think, at that yeah i think what we're saying <laughs> is that just because something is someone's job doesn't mean they don't care about what they're doing exactly you know, just because you're paid to do yes. it doesn't mean that a you don't have to do it you could always do something else and um too, it doesn't mean that you don't care about what you're doing. You know, it's the same time, the same point, basically. Yes, I um, agree. 
Um, last piece of news before I hand it over to you um, is more fucking Fallout 76 news. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have, have you, something to add to this, by the way. <laughs> have you heard about this? Yeah, I was I was looking at it. So yeah. if you haven't already heard this, I think this was actually before the first of the year. Uh, Fallout 76, it's already plagued with hackers. But now the hackers are stealing items from people's personal inventory within the game. So people will be just booting up the game. <laughs> and then when they look through their inventory, they'll see that they're missing like all of their good shit. <laughs> and then they'll be wondering why. So basically, um, hackers are going through different um, profiles and just stealing weapons and stuff just for fun, I guess. Um, but what's so funny is just how unfortunate these players are that are holding on to this just ridiculously bad game that you can't imagine it getting any worse. I keep saying it can't get any worse. I don't know how many times I've said that, but I'm confident that it will get worse just because Fallout 76 cannot get better and they just keep getting a deeper and deeper hole. Um so it will be worse. I'll talk about it in two weeks, probably about something else shitty that happened at this game. But <laughs> currently the state of it is that people that have been playing a long time are so concerned that the items that they've worked and paid for within the game are going to be taken away from them, that they're begging Bethesda to shut down Fallout 76's servers <laughs> so that they don't get robbed. <laughs> Because Bethesda is not actually doing anything to stop the hackers, they're just basically asking. The only people left playing this shitty game are asking the parent company to shut down the game so that they can maybe one day play it again. <laughs> but, oh my God, I don't know. It's just, it's so ridiculous because on top of all that, that I just said that as someone that's holding on to this game is begging the company to shut down the game. On top of all of that, they're paying monthly fees for like that premium whatever oh, yeah. fallout pass thing. Yeah. So I mean, on top of, on top of all of that, there's this ridiculous subscription service also tied into the game. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's such a nightmare and I don't know. It's almost like someone lost a bet and like asked <laughs> if they could make the worst like <laughs> not just the worst game. Like this may not be the worst game. Oh my like, god! If you, if you took this game and removed all the online features and you put it up against another game that's like very shitty, it yeah. might not be the worst game. Like it's it looks pretty good. You know, it's got good animations in it. Oh, it does. Um, yeah, it has and, decent and it, decent it, scenery and stuff too. Yeah, I mean. and it can run fine for some things. I'm sure. I know it's buggy, but I mean, it probably runs better than some indie games. So, I mean, it's not the worst game in the world. And but it runs like well lost. on low-grade PCs because there's nothing in it. <laughs> but but it's like someone lost a bet not to make the worst game, but to make the worst like game as far as media goes, performance goes, and like experience. It's like they lost a bet to make a game that would just overall make the news rounds as the most hated thing out there, which is crazy because Fallout is their yeah. most marketable oh, franchise. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. As far thing. as like merch. Yeah. Like Bethesda makes tons off of Fallout merch, but they've like destroyed that. If they were going to lose this bet, why didn't they do it with a property that they don't make that much money off the t-shirts on? <laughs> 
Like no one's going to be one of seen caught dead with a Fallout mug anymore because they're going to be like, oh, Fallout, <laughs> you know. But Yeah, this coffee tastes like shit. Well, so <laughs> yeah. does the game. <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny because that's – what were you going to add to it? Was well, it the, I'm going to add a cherry on the top of this Fallout 76 <laughs> Sunday. So do you know that they've coming out with the upcoming Wastelanders expansion for Fallout 76? I try to read as little as possible about Fallout 76. Well, so it was originally planned for last year, but it was delayed until later this year. Now, here's the thing. Watoga is the city of the future, <laughs> right? It was built on top of automated parking garages. And those garages, from some of the pictures that I've looked at, which are places where the people from the city of the future can store their vehicles until they're ready to be used. Those garages are apparently inhabited with raiders. So they're adding NPCs, human NPCs to the game for the first time. And those NPCs need a place to live. So the underground garage is what people are thinking is going to happen. I'm looking at some of the art and there's skull banners. There's spikes on escalators. There's, uh, you know, there's lights that are still on and I see a person standing in one of the pictures. So it looks like there's actually going to be NPCs and stuff like that in this game. Um, so yeah, you're going to get a chance to why are actually they wasting? have some content. <laughs> so crazy, but why are they wasting resources on this game's dlc so they have a team of yeah. people adding stuff to this game but it's adding it for the 12 people that still play but here's like, the great thing there's no concrete release date it just says it's coming soon that's so dumb so <laughs> bethesda if you are listening to me this is what you should actually do since your game is plagued with bugs and it's plagued with the ability to hack into it like it's like supposed to be hacked into since you left the developer room accessible in it. Um, fucking make a new game and call it fallout wasteland where that game is what fallout 76 was supposed to be. But guess what? It doesn't have all of the insecurities of the original game and it's just a fresh game. And then guess what? You could make it half off to anyone that wasted their money on fallout 76. I mean, you got people that are hacking into your game already. Okay. <laughs> They're hacking into the game to steal people's inventory. They're hacking human NPCs into the game. You have people hacking into your game to add content. That should give you a freaking clue. Right now, <laughs> I'm looking at uh, Xbox and play uh looks like xbox and uh pc still have this damn game on for 40 bucks dude i don't know why it hasn't but you can go to cd keys if you want to spend your money on a piling steaming coil of crap go to cd keys and you can get it for nine dollars and 19 cents for fallout 76 how ridiculous man it's just it, it just doesn't make any sense there are no friends that I have that can still convince <laughs> me that can convince me that this game is any freaking good. They can't convince me of it. Yes. The graphics are, are great. I love the graphics. I love the scenery. I love the idea of it, 
but it's there's they no... stole like the same engine that Fallout 4 was on though. Yeah, it, it's like they I got a plate of potatoes with no steak and no gravy. <laughs> I got nothing else, dude. It's just plain, no salt, no pepper, just potatoes. It's like, what am I going to do with this? It, it doesn't make any sense that because I spent money on the freaking game and I was pissed. I was pissed, dude. You know what? I should I should have made a YouTube video of me breaking the fucking thing. Like in that movie office space where they did with the fax machine. I should have just done that, went thug life <laughs> and put it on the web. But no, 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 I suffered just like everybody else. Now, what's funny is that I am pretending to talk directly to Bethesda. Like if they heard it, it's just. I might I, get a refund. <laughs> the funny part is if they heard what. The, the the thing is, if they heard this episode, I know what their reaction would be, even if they cared to answer. Their reaction would be to make your own damn game. Because that's how their reaction has been constantly. But I could say it, I could spend the same 25 bucks they spent on production and do the same damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of people out there. You know what? Untitled Goose Game is better than Fallout 76 by a hundred million miles. And it's just, they need to wake up and they need to fix their shit. That's all I'm saying. See, now I'm getting mad. Now I'm getting mad, but I'm going to go to a different story. <laughs> let okay. me, let me throw in a story real quick since you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for um, it. brought up untitled goose game. This is just a quick note that this week untitled goose game went over 1 million copies sold. Nice. That's since like August. That's that is crazy, crazy dude. So that's the success story of gaming this year. But, yeah, uh, and it's ahead. a simple, it's a si and, and it's a simple, brilliant game. It's a great idea for it. It's, and it's cool. It's just really cool. So yeah, good for them. Um, but some news about Dr. Disrespect. Uh, he did a roast on Twitch, you know, blah, 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 against <laughs> Mixer and everything. And it, there's a big, you know, to do about, you know, how, uh, Ninja left Mixer back in August and Shroud left Mixer He or, or left uh, or moved to Mixer. I'm sorry. Ninja moved to Mixer from Twitch. Shroud left Twitch and went to Mixer and Karina Kopf went to Facebook gaming. I mean, and so all these big name streamers that are leaving Twitch and Doster Disrespect, he's still the same. You know, he's still the only one that's really there. Um, <laughs> and he yeah. stayed, you know, he stayed true to it and he has not made it any uh, you know, any qualms about people knowing exactly how he feels about Mixer. He talks mad shit about him. So he went and put a tweet out uh, on January 4th yesterday at, uh, it was about seven o'clock and he said, is Mixer still around? Or, or I'm sorry, it was later than that actually. It was, uh, I think it was actually January 3rd that he put that out. He put, is Mixer still around? Well, January 4th, <laughs> Mixer came back <laughs> And they put a GIF as their answer to it. They answered him directly. And it's Walter White from uh, Breaking Bad saying, you're goddamn right. <laughs> and I'm like, Mixer, awesome, dude. So awesome <laughs> that they did this. You know, uh, you know, this is a Microsoft company, but the the admin at Mixer is not taking any crap off of him. And they just let him know. I mean, you got Walter White looking you in the face, going, "You're goddamn right." <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's I'm just, laughing at it. I think it's. Uh, are you looking at it? 
<laughs> Did you see the? When you see how fast Mixer replies? Oh yeah, um, they comment in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then the guy, the guy even told that lady. He said, "Hey." Twitch never would have replied. So even if it took him 14 years, it's still an improvement on Twitch <laughs> that they even <laughs> responded. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I have no issues with either one. Um, I, you know, I stream on Twitch and I stream on Mixer. Uh, I'm a restreamer. Go out and get you some restream. But anyway, it. Uh, <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that a company, I and it's refreshing that a company as big as Mixer and Microsoft would come back and even <laughs> just say, you know what, dude, kiss my ass. That's basically what it is. I love it. I think it's great, man. So good for Dr. Disrespect, but really good for Mixer, man. Way to come back and say something. I love it. You know, I think it's funny how people don't understand the whole Mixer angle. People always yeah. put up these numbers like, um, you have this many thousand viewers on Twitch and then you move to Mixer and you got like 10% of that. But I don't think people understand that that's not why people are moving. No one's moving to Mixer to get more viewers. Exactly. You yeah. Know? It's it, it, they're like people they're, understand that that's a deal, you know? Yeah. And it's only going to grow. It's going to take time to make those, those platforms grow. And that's part of the right. They're doing it. They're getting their foot in the door early when, you know, a lot of people are saying that Twitch is oversaturated and that's why all these people are moving. So, which in a way Twitch is, but at the same time, you, you either have what it is to become a well-known and well-followed streamer, or you don't, that's just the bottom line. Um, you're right. either going to be entertaining or you're not. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's just the way it is. But when you go, even if you're famous like shroud or, or uh, ninja and you go to mixer, you still, you're going to have to regrind all over again to some point. Yeah, I hear you. So, yeah. Um, no, nothing. I'm sorry. A, a tweet just popped up in my window and it was from you at Declassified yeah, I just retweeted it. <laughs> I'm like, well, son of a bitch, what does that mean? Okay. Uh, here's another piece of news. And it's actually, this is another cool piece of news, man. Uh, Grandma Shirley, otherwise known as Skyrim Grandma on YouTube. Uh, Shirley Curry, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she's called Skyrim Grandma, and she has a YouTube channel, and she she plays Skyrim. Well, it was announced a while back that um, she would be uh, made into an NPC follower mod in Skyrim. So these these guys from uh, uh, this development <laughs> company. They were putting together a mod where Grandma Shirley is an NPC that follows you around, and she's, uh, you know, they they wanted to make her into a classic barbarian, and uh, you know, two-handed weapons, archery, <laughs> that kind of crap, and she likes to brawl, and she's and it's voiced by her herself, so it's kind of cool. Uh, I looked at the the mod that they have so far, and it still mm -hmm. does need some work because it looks a little spooky. But other than that, um, they, they, they released the trailer, uh, back on December 30th and she had put a tweet out about it, but it's going to be available sometime earlier this year or early this year. And, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of cool, man. This lady, uh, she 80 years old, she gets on, um, 
uh, <laughs> I have something uh, to add after this. YouTube playing Skyrim, and she's made it pretty big. Um, she, uh, her very first play, the very first time that she played, I'm reading this on the news, she got 11,000 emails and became an internet celebrity overnight. Um, <laughs> that is really cool, man. Um, she's also going to be in Elder Scrolls 6 as a result of a petition with over 45,000 signatures that uh, came out. So it, I think it's neat, man. This lady uh, has left her legacy. She's left her mark <laughs> on the world, man. And I think it's so an our, awesome thing. So so my children will be able to play Elder Scrolls 6 and see this Easter egg whenever that comes out. And see Skyrim Grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, she, anyway, gets her, speak she gets her own quest too and kill quotes. That's what's oh kind of neat, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Speaking of grandmas, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Yeah. Um, I was at an arcade yesterday and I was almost dying laughing because there was a grandma that was a real grandma, like not one of these trendy 40 year old grandmas out there these days. Um, <laughs> like a real hardcore 80 something grandma. And she was playing Buck Hunt, and she was shooting those fucking deer like there were people coming on her front porch. And it was cracking me up because she's really getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> she was just shooting left and right. They're getting like a really high score, too. Like all these all these little 10-year-old boys are like looking at her every now and then. You could tell that they were like trying not to acknowledge her. But then yeah. at the same time, they were like in awe of just how ridiculously well she was shooting. Um it what was really cracking me up was she wasn't wasting shots. She was that type that was hitting every single shot she was doing. And I was trying not to look because I knew if I looked too long, I would start laughing. So I was trying to just move on, but it just cracked me up because she was there with like like full on grandma clothes too, like full on nightgown. Um it just like I almost thought it was a prank because it was just like you're just walking through and just like here's this grandma just shooting the hell out of some deer. So fucking funny. Go ahead. <laughs> it just sounds awesome, dude. That just sounds awesome. It was awesome. pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to actually start seeing more and more of that. Um, like, I can't wait until, you know, hopefully I reach the age of 80 and, uh, you know, I'm, you know, happen to be in a, in an arcade somewhere, just smashing the <laughs> shit out of somebody on a game. You know, I think it'll be really cool, but you're, I think we're going to see more and more of that. Um, we're we're about to start getting our 360 scope generation of grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost to that point. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be the, it'll be the new, the new Xbox jitterbug controller. <laughs> it's got with, a really big, now with bigger buttons. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! It also has a that speed so dial button up. in the center, so that Cortana will call your uh, your kids. <laughs> your walker has a switch, a switch <laughs> attachment, <laughs> so you can take your switch with you wherever you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go to hell! But anyway, on to the next story. Uh, speaking <laughs> of speaking of switch. Uh, the Wii U is uh, Nintendo is going to be releasing more, uh, at least two uh, Wii U ports for 2020. Um, there aren't really many Wii U games left to port over. Um, so you'd probably <laughs> be able to pretty good observation. You'd probably be able to uh, <laughs> you'd probably be able to go ahead and guess which ones it is. Um, 
you know, I mean, I'm they've had to think of what it could be. They've had, you know, they've done most of them. Like they haven't done Smash Brothers for the. It's called Smash Brothers for the Wii U. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of late to do that since they have a well, new Smash on Switch. It'd have to be like a classic edition. Well, they you've could, got the HD Zelda remasters, uh, Super Mario 3D World, yeah, Star Fox Zero. Um, so there are not going to do Star Fox Zero. That was very um, panned by critics. I don't think that and, one. Well, Wonderful 101. That's another one they're talking about. That one. So could. there, there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of options that are still good. You know, probably it'll probably end up being something like Super Mario. Uh, 3D World and the Zelda remasters. I think those will probably end up going. And uh, yeah, so they're going to be doing at least two uh, Wii U ports for 2020. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be those two or those. Well, I can't say two um, because you got Wind Walker and Twilight Princess for the remasters. So that would end up being three with Super Mario 3D World. But I could see that 100% happening. All three of those in a big package. It's just going to do good for Nintendo if they do it. So. Yeah. At least Wind Waker and um, Twilight Princess could be in a combo pack for like yeah, 60. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I could see them they, doing two. They might not give you three for 60, but I think they could maybe give you two since they were already released. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You know, they're, you know, they're greedy sons of bitches. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, they're going to have some new ports for the Switch this year. So yeehaw, guys. You're you're gonna have some fun. Uh, there's rumors about GTA Six um, being announced. They haven't even made an announcement, and people are coming out with rumors of the possibility of of this happening. Um, yeah, the reason why is because GTA Five um, it launched at the end of console eras, and that yeah. was. Yeah, and it's been that was six years ago. And so it launched at the very end, but on top of the beginning of new consoles. So a lot of the speculation is, you know, yeah, nobody knows for sure when it's going to happen. And there are tons of rumors that are out there, but it doesn't mean that it can't happen at any minute because Rockstar is really good at keeping things a secret. And and then all of a sudden just springing it on you, which is kind of cool the way they've done that. But with the new consoles coming out, it's a very likely possibility that this is what's going to happen. Um, they're not going to, uh, from what I understand, one of the best ideas about it, it coming out with the two consoles, you know, uh, you know, later on, is that um, it's going to be not just exclusive to one console. Um, one of the things that they pretty much have guaranteed is that it's going to be, you know, cross console to go ahead and get the widest possible fan base that you can get. And also at the same time, there's some really big hints out there of absolute 100% cross play. So you're going to have a huge audience that's going to be able to play this game. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot of people are anticipating it. Like I said, I'm thinking about playing GTA five again. I'm probably going to, um, it's a great game. It's an outstanding game. It's a lot of fun and the graphics are incredible and the stories are really cool. The missions are cool. So it's just a lot of fun to do. I can see them doing something very, very huge for GTA six. 
especially with you know a brand new engine etc you know it's there's a lot that they could do out of this yeah. so yeah there's some pretty good rumors about it you you know you can't believe everything that you read but um yeah i saw the rumors but i i also saw the image that people were floating around as the placeholder yeah. for the rumors yeah and the palm trees are kind of throwing me off because i had read about four years ago that rumors were that the new gta was going to be based on houston so i know there's no palm yeah. trees in houston I um, see, uh, I've been seeing images of, uh, deserts and, uh, borders, uh, border towns, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I guess it's not Houston anymore. If it's got desert and palm trees, maybe it's Orlando or something. I don't know. Well, no, I, uh, for what I've been understanding that it's like, uh, Houston and then over towards, uh, the, uh, you know, like traveling into West Texas into the Mexican border. We'll have okay. to see. That would make sense. Yeah. And now they always rename it something fictional. So it'd be really funny what they call the fictional version of Houston because the Los Angeles one and five is called Los Santos or something, right? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. It's, and it's like exactly Los Angeles. Yeah. But um, what's a fake name for Houston? Like, how do you make something not sound like Houston? But uh, it's one word like Gooston. Uh, uh. <laughs> G O O S like a goose. I don't know. Hustia. <laughs> Hustland. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. We'll find out. Um, you take any but, of my ideas, Rockstar. I want to cut. No, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just a free game will do. But yeah, I was. I was actually thinking that too because they did release uh, GTA Five um, in two versions. One on the previous generation and then a much nicer looking one on the next gen. So they may try to do that again because, you know, they tried to make a lot of money off their games. So they may well, try to make the game completely sell through on the current gen and then release a remaster once. Well, know, I've also been, I've also been reading that there is, and this is coming from a well-known GTA leaker or rockstar leaker that, has actually um, been spot on the last few times. Um, they're talking about speculation of Florida, like you said, but making the game that encompasses the entire state of Florida. You know, I, I don't put it past them. And if it does something like that, it would have to be only next gen because there's oh, no yeah. way anything but a solid state drive could run that. Exactly, because it would be huge. Oh my god, it would be huge. Because you got to remember, six years ago when GTA Five came out, came out, it blew people's minds. Oh yeah, how big that game was. It yeah, was huge. It was enormous. Um, and you're talking about a time when when uh, World of Warcraft was out there, and that was just a huge world. But GTA, it, it amazed me when I started playing GTA Five at how big it is. Yeah, it, I, I, I wish I knew, but it would take you a long time to just drive around the perimeter of the map. If you just took the big loop around on the most outside road, I think it would take you over 15 minutes. Yeah. It's like a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and they're know, even talking about having it be uh, set across multiple decades, dude, from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah, they're talking about yeah a lot of 
a lot of different things that could be long as long as they don't take away the story mode because i really hope it's not just a huge game that's just built for online um as long as they still have the story because gta has always had the funniest humor to me i've always cracked up at its humor so i really hope they keep the story (laughs) oh wow but yeah um let me throw a few more news stories at you. Yeah, you absolutely, man. GTA. Yeah. Um, now, you may have watched the new Witcher show on Netflix. Um, it I have was not getting yet. a lot of attention. Uh, I was kind of also talking to our listeners, Mike. Um, <laughs> but um, I matter. I know you matter. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. This show has without a doubt, which you might have expected, seen a resurgence in people playing the game The Witcher yeah, 3. Um, what is so crazy about it is that they now have 94,000 active players on Steam, which is the most that they've ever had since launch of the game. Yeah. Which at launch, it only had 92. Actually, I'm I'm looking at a new number that just popped up. And the all-time peak is now one hundred and three thousand three hundred and twenty-nine. So it's it's up another eight, no nine. Eight, that uh, nine thousand people, yeah. That's crazy. That is insane, dude. <laughs> so yeah, the the game which I launched really good back in twenty sixteen when it came out um, is now the most popular it's ever been because of a dang TV show, and. Yeah. What's so funny about that is that means that it has to have people going and downloading the game. Now, it was probably on a really good sale right after Christmas, too, because it was a really old game. Yeah. I've, I've seen sales on The Witcher 3 go down to like $5, $10. You could get it really cheap sometimes. Um, so what happened was there's probably a lot of people that watched the show and didn't even know there was a game. And yeah. then saw that there was a game and was like, oh, cool, a game. Now, it's really hard for us to imagine that because we're in the gaming world. But um, there are people that were probably not familiar with the game that picked it up after watching the show. And that's crazy because if that type of thing can keep happening, then that will encourage more studios to – it will encourage gaming companies to allow studios to adapt their works into shows and movies more Yeah, because – if it's good, it'll bring more people to your product, you know? But what I think the reason why it's bringing people back to it is because The Witcher on Netflix, actually, from what I understand from a lot of the uh, forums that I've been looking at, it actually stays true to the game. And that also, uh, is it Henry Cavill? K- yeah. What is his name? Yeah, That is right. I, I just know him as Superman. Um <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, he, I, I don't the, know. He's actually more. a fan of The Witcher. Right. You know, he's played the game. And so I think that makes a huge difference. But you were going to say what? You don't think it's what? Well, the thing is, I, I'm i already kind of a a noob in the sense that I didn't even know there, that the games were based on books up until recently. See, I, I didn't it was either. Just a, I thought it was just a game line. So yeah. I don't actually know how much the, the games are accurate towards the books. And I also don't know if the show is more accurate to the game or the books, but either yeah, way, I could be got. I could have gotten it wrong when I was reading it, but 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 either way, if it's accurate to the game, then 
that is probably the more known franchise is now yeah. a TV show and game. This is such a weird happening. Usually it's like, what's bigger, the movie or the book? In this case, the game and the mo- in the show are like bigger than the book. It's yeah, got which two is forms probably going to above books. Probably going to see a huge resurgence in the book, whether it's you know paper edition of the book or the you know download to listen to. Yeah, I'm you sure know. it has. I haven't looked up those numbers, uh, but it's, it's probably actually pretty big. Yeah, if you want to look up those while I talk yeah. about the next thing. Yeah, man. Um, so the PlayStation Five is having some troublesome rumors. Um, (laughs) The rumors are basically telling you the specs of the PlayStation 5, and it all factors out to it only having nine teraflops, which is three teraflops less than what the Series X already announced back in December. Um, But what's funny about that is you can just write these off as rumors and be like, oh, that's probably not accurate. It's just rumors. But when you start looking at other articles where um, PlayStation has more recently been talking about the PlayStation 5, they're not really they're not really talking about its power anymore. They're talking about like features and other stuff. They're kind of avoiding specs and power. And it just feels like maybe they're aware of the fact that they're making the more cost effective game system and are not going to have the most powerful system. But what's really true and what to take from this is that this is just rumors. This could be debunked with just them announcing what it actually is. Um, but the way I see it is if, if the series X has a 12 teraflops version, it's going to be about a hundred to $200 more than the PlayStation five. Um, the PlayStation five is going to be nine. It's probably going to be a little bit over what uh, PlayStation four pro costs right now, but I am still strongly believing that uh, Xbox is going to come out with a system that is even weaker than the PlayStation five. That's the entry level price point to beat PlayStation. That's probably going to have about seven to eight teraflops. That's crazy. I'm sorry. I stopped talking like that because I realized that what if they don't? Yeah. We've already talked about the fact that the Xbox One's games are moving straight over to the Series X. What if the Xbox One X is the entry-level console? What if they have a premium Series X, but the Xbox One X can still run all the games? Yeah. That'd be crazy if they did that. Because I, I was just thinking in my head, maybe they're going to come out with something that is like six to eight teraflops around $400. But what I'm describing right now with those stats is the Xbox One X. It's six teraflops with for about 500 and it's come down to 400 So basically, an improved version of the One X is probably going to be what their cheaper system is if they come out with that. It's going to be very similar to the One X. Um, that's crazy that I haven't thought about that before, but the problem going into next gen, if they say that the Xbox one X can play everything from next gen, but just at a lower, you know, ability, you know, um, the problem with that is it would hurt their initial sales of the series X. Cause everyone would be like, I'll just wait for it to come down. If I can at least 
play the games right now. You know, I'll wait for the premium version to get a little cheaper. But yeah. that would be a power move in the sense that they would get more game sales because people would be like, hey, I don't even have to buy a new console. I can use my last gen console to still play new games. That would be a really weird marketing strategy. I don't think they're going to do that. But I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. Um, I don't think they're going to do that because I think it's really stupid. But it's a possibility because basically an entry-level Series X for a really cheap price is a last-generation top-of-the-line console. Yeah. Um, so maybe it'll just be the basically the same thing inside, but the ability to play new games because of just you know a copyright thing where it reads your discs and realizes that it can play it, you know? Um, but yeah, did you find out anything on the books? I'm, I'm looking at the books and it doesn't give me, uh, numbers for what the books have sold. Um, now the books they're saying do have a, the Witcher books do have a cult following mostly right. in, in places like, uh, Poland and Europe, that kind of thing. Um, oh. but even though people are aware of and do buy the books here, but the games itself have sold over 40 million copies and um, the movie, the, uh, the Netflix series is adapted from the books, but that has actually caused the, the series itself is what's caused the resurgence in the game. So either way, it's a win win all the way around right. for these, for these people. Because, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it, from what I understand, it's a great, it's a great, uh, Netflix series. That's something that I'm actually going to watch. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm interested to play the game, but who knows, maybe it'll get me into it and I'll want to play it. But yeah, I'm, I'm really, uh, uh, interested to see what this series is about. I've never read the books. I've never played the game. None of that. But, uh, I think it's really cool that, um, it's three different types of media that, you know, are taking off because of, you know, the one thing that happened, you know, it's just, it's just neat. Yeah. yeah. But it's not giving me specific numbers on the books. Yeah. Yeah. I just looked a little bit too. I wasn't seeing much. Um, next thing I have in news is not really a big story, but, um, someone discovered this last week that, um, there was an Akira game that was being made for the, Sega Mega Drive or slash Genesis in America. Oh, cool. And Akira, if you're not familiar with what Akira is, is it was the first uh, uh, really well-distributed anime film into theaters in America way back in, is it is either late 70s or early 80s. It's a very old yeah. movie now. Um, but groundbreaking film, one of the best by its director, um, but apparently in the early nineties, they were making a really ambitious Genesis game and you can go on to YouTube and see clips of it. It's very glitchy cause it's not finished to any degree. It's not even really developed that much. There's just a few levels that are kind of demoed out, but it shows like every style of game within it. There's side scrolling. There's, um, kind of arcade shooter beat em up style where it's at the angle there's also like a uh, motorbike level where it's kind of like pole position. Um, there's also a level where you basically drive the ship at the end of the film and you're sh driving it through levels kind of like a, 
uh, kind of like a Metrovania type style game. So it looked like it had a lot of different concepts thrown into one and maybe it was just too ambitious, but it was really cool to see that something like this was even attempted. Um, it would have been really cool if it was made because it probably would have got some sort of cult following just because of the IP that it was attached to. And the fact that it was that ambitious, like if it actually went down the route, Oh, I'm sorry. I just named some of them. There's also on the demo. There was a level that was like a doom clone where it's just the gun in the middle of the screen. You walking around. So it had all these different styles of games thrown into one. And maybe that was too much. And maybe they realized that, you know, a Genesis game couldn't run a game that was constantly changing engines or something. But, um, it looked really, it looked really ambitious. So, um, go go check it out. It's pretty cool if you like the film. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous to look at it, but um, <laughs> it, it it's funny because you'll be watching it, so it's very glitchy. Like you'll suddenly freeze and stuff, but you could tell that they're just barely able to read the source code of it. But uh, it, it's cool because we keep hearing about stuff like this mainly from Sega. Sega apparently. I guess when Sega went under, people didn't really care about the company at the moment that they went under. So no one really cared about old stuff that they had that was unreleased. But like 20 years later, after the Dreamcast failed, um, suddenly we're starting to see all these games that were made for the Dreamcast. Like I remember there was a flight simulator that was supposed to be on the Dreamcast. And um, there's all this other stuff that has been resurfacing over the last couple of years so i don't know maybe there'll be a a interest in like bringing back sega stuff or something i don't know it'd be really cool to see some of these things like actually finished in my opinion yeah i agree um last piece of news i have is actually funny that i mentioned flight simulator for the dreamcast because if you haven't seen this uh, microsoft flight simulator 2020 was announced uh-huh. And it has no real date on it. We assume it's coming out in 2020 because it's called Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. But what is crazy <laughs> about this game is it has really realistic graphics. It looks almost like you're flying an actual plane and the city looks really real. But what's really cool about the game is it is going to have what they're calling cloud computing, which means that the game is going to constantly update buildings and stuff based on the real world so supposedly you could like fly to your house and stuff in this game and it's going to be like animated what so this if, if you didn't catch that this game is going to constantly change the dynamics of the game's world by how the earth actually looks so this is like a really hardcore flight simulator i don't even know if this game is going to be like available to the public because this seems like way too professional grade this looks like something you would actually assign people that fly planes to practice on because it's constantly updating uh buildings and um architecture and all that stuff is constantly updating on the game is what they're saying they're saying that it will adapt to how the world changes (laughs) so i don't know if it's available to the public, I'm very interested in this game. I hope I so don't are get they like, using I wonder if they're using Google Earth to get all these images and updates and stuff. Probably either that or a competitor to Google Earth. Um, there are now a surprising amount of companies that are 
taking photos of your house as we speak. <laughs> that doesn't oh, wow. worry you. But there's a surprising well, amount of companies that try to make time to synthetic shut versions. My blinds. <laughs> it's like, oh, excuse me a second as you get up and move your blinds. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's there's a surprising amount of companies that are trying to get into these recordings of however you what's the nice way of saying recording synthetic versions of the Earth's appearance. <laughs> I don't know what the nice oh, wow. way of saying we're trying to take pictures of everyone's houses. Um, are you looking <laughs> up a video on it or something? No, no. Okay, well, it's a very good looking teaser that they put out and. Uh, if it's available to the public, I'm really interested in it. I think it'd be really cool to just like fly around places, you know, like basic, I, I hope it has damage. I, I don't, I know I'm a terrible person, but I hope that this game has the ability <laughs> to destroy things. Cause I'd really like to go to my hometown and just like start fl- flying through a bunch of places that I used to like walk by and stuff. Is that bad? Do I, do I need I'm going to wreck my 747. That? I'm going to wreck my 747 into that bully's house <laughs> I from really high think, school. Yeah. You remember that time? <laughs> remember that time you took my yogurt? <laughs> here comes yeah. my private play. Yeah, here you go. Grab a kasi. Fucker. <laughs> Send him a clip of it. Hey, wasn't this your old house? Should, <laughs> I think we should stop this conversation. Probably. But, uh, you get what I'm saying. I, I'm Absolutely, not saying, yeah. I'm not so saying make destroy it, my plane, and I'm not saying hurt anyone. I'm saying I just want to. You're talking about in a video hometown. game. Yes, it's in a video <laughs> game, but also I'm just talking about like Top Gun going by the Dairy Queen in my hometown and just making like the windows shake. That's all I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not talking about killing anyone. Jesus, but um. Yeah, that's all oh I'm saying. But if it's available to the public, I think this is a really cool idea. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. That's all I got this week. I thought that was a little fun piece of news. <laughs> it is fun, actually. You know, and I'm not much of a flight simulator guy. Um, my father-in-law, he plays a lot of that stuff. He used to get kicked out of I'll lobbies because he would shoot his own team. But yeah, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he took a lot of pride in that, dude. He was like, you know, I don't care. <laughs> he'd start shooting them and he'd get kicked out of lobbies or he'd go explore somewhere else and go out of formation. So yeah, that was a, yeah, but that's, it's not something I'm into, but I'd definitely like to see some videos on it. I think that would be cool, but uh, I got a little bit of new news. Uh, it's not really new news. Uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, I was talking about uh, Epic's game store, the 12 days of Christmas. Um, and how they had the uh, 12 days of free games. That's over with. However, they do have a holiday sale. It was uh, the holiday sale was uh, was meant to uh, end, but it's been extended. So you have almost about another three days left bef- to get uh, discounts on those different games that you wanted already RDR2, you know, control, yeah. etc. Um, but they got some really cool games that they're giving away right now. Um, and uh, they kicked off 2020. It's three free games that are happening. And it is uh, uh, Darksiders and Darksiders 2. Um, you get the War Mastered and Definitive Editions. <laughs> and um, I've never played Darksiders. Um, I've heard some of some people that have played it. And I watched a couple of videos on it. It looks really cool. Darksiders 2 actually is in a big, huge open world. But it looks really neat, actually. I'm I'm thinking about giving it a, a chance and and checking it out. But um, yeah, 
I don't know. If you're interested in it, those those games are free. But there's also a game out there called Steep. And uh, it's really cool because it's an open world winter sports thing where you can ski. Uh, you can wear a wingsuit and glide around. Um, you can do uh, like the different like ski jumps and all that crap, snowboard, um, uh, paraglide. So there's all sorts of really cool stuff you can do in this giant open world. I'm thinking about downloading this one. This one looks like a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, I'm checking that out right now. And um, anyway, if you got want some free games, go on over to Epic, man. They're giving stuff away. So why not? Yeah, and also, since you're talking about that, um, PlayStation Plus members in January are getting Goat Simulator, and they're also getting uh, the Nathan Drake collection which is uncharted uh-huh. one two and three everything but four. Oh, um, nice but to be honest like those are, uncharted collection is definitely worth logging into and getting your free game for the month but yeah. that game has been on sale so much if you somehow don't have that game yet <laughs> you just must not want that game if you have a ps4 because that's that, that game has been like as low as five to ten dollars sometimes um but if you don't have it, be sure to pick it up. Uncharted 2 is like the best game on the PlayStation 3, so. Yep. Cool. Sorry, interrupted you. Oh, no, yo, you're good. Um, uh, Fortnite, we all know the game. It's one of the most popular games out there. Um, and it's, you know, <laughs> basically, uh, it's kind of starting to um, uh, stabilize. Uh, <laughs> That's as a far nice way as- of saying fade. <laughs> how much money it's making, but it's not fading that badly. Um, it earned 2.4 billion in 2018 and it only made 1.8 billion in revenue in 2019. However, even though it only made 1.8 billion, it was still by far the biggest earner of the year. It's closer. It's closest competitor was by 200 million. And that's, that's a lot of money. And, yeah. but, but look at what Fortnite does. Okay. What Fortnite, was the second? Did you know? Uh, yeah. It's Nexon's dungeon fighter online. What? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Huh? That okay. was its Go closest ahead. competitor. Um, according to, uh, the, according to variety reports. Yeah. And, uh, basically now Fortnite, we talked about this earlier in, in last year too, is what, how they involve and, and how uh, everybody and how it's like a huge launch platform for things like, you know, John wick, uh, uh, the Avengers, um, star Wars, all this stuff. And it, it's huge because it, it just helps those products, but it also just brings so much light into Fortnite. Well, you know, they have a great marketing plan. And I think that's the reason why they're still on top. I don't see them going to the bottom anytime soon. Uh, If they don't get first for 2020, then they're at least going to get second or third as far as revenue is concerned. Uh, Fortnite's going to be around for a long time just because of how they they partner up with all these different, you know, uh, uh, household names and, and movies and whatever, even musicians. Um, there was a guy, what's the name here? I'm reading marshmallow. Yeah. He was even partnered up with Fortnite. So uh, it's just, a, it's a huge, 
it's a huge uh, launching pad or or uh, uh, what is it? What do I want to say? Um, it's a great way for these companies, these different mediums to promote themselves through this video game. Yeah, and it's platform. a great way. It, yeah, it's a great platform for them. And it's a great way for Fortnite to keep relevant, to be honest. So I, I think it's it's not going to go away anytime soon, but I don't think it's going to make as much as it did the in 2018 or in 2019. <laughs> but I could, I could see them still being a very relevant game this year. So <laughs> we need to make T-shirts that say Fortnite. We're still relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we should. We really should. Fortnite is still relevant. Change my <laughs> you mind. You could you could put them under <laughs> the the title of them in the store would be Fortnite Pride shirt. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, my last piece <laughs> of news is a company called Eight Bit Do's. Eight uh, Bit Do. Uh, they have a keychain controller that is twenty dollars. Um. Now, this company, 8BitDo, from what I've been reading, um, they only sell high-quality third-party controllers. Um, this thing that they're making, is it's uh, totally a retro thing. The colors are like pastels from the pictures that I've been seeing. I'm looking right now at a picture of a blue, pink, and a yellow one. Um, they're really not that big. It's about the size of, God, man, like a, a little iPod. It's really I mean, kind of smaller than your palm. Yeah. I mean, it is small. <laughs> it, it's very small, um, but it's compatible with windows, Mac, uh, raspberry Android devices, and both the Nintendo switch and the switch Lite. Yeah. Um, it was teased last summer, I guess. And it's available right now. Um, it, it now it's not blue. I'm sorry. It's turquoise. Uh, it only comes out in those three colors, pink, yellow, and turquoise. Um, and it's it's really retro, um, but it looks really cool. It's extremely light. It comes with a keychain that they provide. Uh, and if you happen to be somewhere that you you know want to play a game, then you know you're able to play it. I mean, you you have a controller and you can join in. Um, you uh, charge it with a micro USB, um, one to two hours of charging time, and you get eight hours of play. That's really that's really really cool. What's crazy um, it, about this is this seems like the thing that Stadia should have had rather than the big, huge controller that they sold. I agree. Because this I is agree. way more portable. Yeah, this is Even if it's portable. uncomfortable, at least it's portable. Now, there's <laughs> no Joy-Cons. Um, it basically has a direction, the four direction button. It has the ABYX, yeah. and you have your select button and the home button. So oh, you mean joysticks. Joysticks. Yeah. Joysticks, joy cons, whatever. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't have it doesn't have the uh, controllers that you normally have on a um, a thing, but you do have uh, you do have your front uh, your front two buttons, like your uh, uh, A and B button at the top of your triggers on your normal controller. So you do have a few buttons. I mean, you do have a few things that you can do. It's just you know you just don't have the joysticks that you're able to use to to control it. But yeah. Um, it's really kind of cool looking. I actually wouldn't mind getting one and seeing how it worked just to try it out. Yeah. I think it's a really cool idea for something that, because you think about what are its practical uses. If when do you get caught 
in a situation where you don't have a controller that only makes sense if you can play games on quote anything and that is like the whole marketing angle of stadia and soon to be x cloud um so i don't understand why that was not the angle that stadia went with instead of stadia went with this ridiculous like pro controller looking thing yeah and then try to market that you didn't need anything but the cloud but you also needed to carry around this ridiculous controller <laughs> yeah and this is really kind of cool because yeah. if if you if you're going to be traveling let's say you're going to be flying you you don't want to take your xbox or your playstation with you you know i've done that i've taken my my xbox and my pc with me to the hotel things like that it can be a lot of stuff to carry but if this thing is compatible with an Android device and you happen to have a tablet with your games on it or, or even just your phone. Well, guess what? Now you can hook that sucker up to your phone or your, your tablet or whatever. And you've got, you know, you're playing games again. You're having a good time. So I think it's really cool. Yeah. I think it's a great idea and we're going to see some big, uh, some big, uh, things happen with this whole, that whole subject. You know what I mean? There's a lot of companies are going to start taking, um, uh, following the same path. And uh, we're going to see some really exciting things coming out this year. And I think in the next couple of years. Yeah. And you know what makes sense? Like, I, I'm not telling 8-Bit do who to partner with, but this product seems to make the most sense to me, actually, for Apple Arcade, which is $5 a month for oh, arcade yeah. games on uh, iPhone, iPad, and your MacBook. Yeah. Um, this would be something that, they should just list it on the Apple website and you should be able to get the first month of Apple Arcade for free if you buy this $20 8-bit do controller. And it just would make sense. It's something that you would carry around with you. And yep. when you have free time, you just pop open your tablet or something. Because the thing about the difference between Stadia and Apple Arcade is a lot of people already have mobile data on phones and stuff. So yep. it makes a lot of sense for them to just pay a subscription of $5 rather than pay this ridiculous $20 subscription and then go find that controller that they have to hunk around, you know? Exactly. But <laughs> yeah, this seems like something that would be, because we're, we're talking small and simple. This seems like something oh, yeah. that is a little bit more fit for what Apple's whole angle of Apple Arcade is, which is $5 for maybe not the best games in the world, but it is only $5. It's like you may not even notice it auto drafting you know so that's true i mean you, you know five bucks you really don't see that coming out every all you know you don't you don't pay attention to that because like five so bucks is what you. you which you take from someone's credit card every month that you stole from them and you hope that they don't notice years from now you know that's how small that is you know not that you i should, would do that you should you should stop saying that <laughs> 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 no, there was, I actually had a friend have that happen to them. Like, um, they used their car to a gas station and they were getting like two ninety nine taken out of their account every month for like two years and didn't even know it. Oh, wow, dude. <laughs> it's like, I was like, it's a really insignificant amount. I guess that's how they got away with it. And look at how many, they probably had thousands of people they were doing that to every month. Yeah. And that's how you make a living. <sighs> I mean, it's not a it's good more living. than a living. Good Lord. <laughs> It's a Holy stealing. crap. It's a steal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I've got, man. That's all I've got this week. Yeah. I just think it's funny how we're talking about illegal 
ways of life on the cheat codes podcast. But that's well, declassified are, cheat codes yeah. for you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my the God. The thing is, if we ever like got like our podcast to like take off, uh, what if like our official Reddit page just turned into a bunch of people like hacking shit and things? It was like a bunch of just <laughs> cheaters and <laughs> hackers. They're <laughs> just like, didn't want this to happen, but okay. Yeah. Okay. That would suck. That would suck a lot. It would definitely man. suck. And we would try yeah, to would. fight back and then re- be removed of, of our moderation <laughs> ability. Oh, Just man. bastardize our whole page. But whatever. Um, it, yeah. It could happen. That's when you know you've made it. When you've been bastardized? Yep. Okay. <laughs> when you've been hacked. <laughs> when your time is worth someone else's time. That's when you feel important. Um that's all I have too. Um, uh, thanks for listening to the show. Um, it's first episode of the new year. Hope you enjoyed yep. the two short episodes we had at Christmas and new year's. Uh, we're back on schedule and, um, we're looking to forward to a really good year of 2019 full of tons of events and guests. You mean and 2020? Stuff. What did I say? 2018, 2019, <laughs> Oh, looking forward to another great year of 2019 round two. It's the sequel. <laughs> Have you seen those memes? They were, were, were Hollywood's getting 2019 remade. 2019 two is <laughs> premiering. 2020 January first. No, I haven't seen that. Getting the sequel. <laughs> but yeah, in the the sequel to 2019, uh, 2020, uh, we're gonna have a really good year, and uh, we're having all the original cast from the first year come back, and. Um, this time nope. they mean business. <laughs> this time they mean business. We also have the same writers on board, and uh, oh god, so it's all nope. shit. <laughs> so it's all shit. <laughs> but it's gonna be it's gonna be consistent because you know it's gonna be the same type of content. So yes, the same creative team behind it. You know that this is gonna be helmed in the right direction. The same so. tightly coiled piles of news that you've come to expect from us, <laughs> from the makers of Declassified <laughs> Cheat Codes 2019 comes to classify cheat codes 2020 in a um, world (laughs) where 2019 just ended (laughs) a new year comes to show its face (laughs) oh my god there's a new year in town and its name is (laughs) there's not enough room for both of them (laughs) It's just it just looks like the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> yeah, two two New Year's babies, or the New Year's baby and the old guy fighting it out. <laughs> That'll be great. That would be epic. I wouldn't put it past some movie studios. They've already made an Easter movie called Hop, and they've made a they made a Thanksgiving movie about t- time traveling turkeys. So I wouldn't put them past. Making an animated movie about the New Year's baby fighting an old man—that <laughs> seems like a plot for some like non-Disney animation company from the makers of Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Do it. Let Alec Baldwin be the baby. John Travolta. And Patrick Stewart can be the old guy. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Why is Robert De Niro's face funny because it's a baby? 
He's going to do the lip thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you talking to me? Huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, uh, it's been fun, and uh, we'll catch y'all next week. All right, guys. Sa- same to class time. Same to class five channel. Whatever. <laughs> Oh, later. (laughs) Oof. Speaking of grandmas. Yeehaw, guys. You're going to have some fun.